today. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. I've seen you move, Lord. <laughs> you moved the mountain. I believe he's going to do it again. Amen. He's going to do it again. But you know what? In order, in order to maintain the victory, see, you, you, have, to, you, have, to, you have to understand something. Here, here's the deal. Everything starts with words. Everything starts with words, and words turn into thoughts. And, I, and there's always a lot of people that want to argue that. Well, don't you think thoughts come first? Well, here, let's do a little test. Think of a word you've never heard before. Okay, I win. So it starts with words. Okay, words turn into thoughts. If, if you want, you know, and, and, and the word that you're building your life on determines how you think about things. And the way you think about things determines how you feel because your emotions come out of, out of your thoughts. And so, if, if, matter of fact, even physically, if you want to feel better, you got to think better first. You just, you know, you start thinking better, you're going to feel better, and your choices come out of your emotion. Every choice you make is based on an emotion, so the way you feel about things determines the choices that you're making about things. The choices determine your actions. Actions, if you do it consistently, becomes a habit. A habit defines your character, and a character ties you to an end result. So if you want to have a better end result, then all you got to do is change, you know, you got, you got, you got to get the character stuff right, right? Because that, that's going to tie you to the end result, so you got to change your habits, and, and all a habit is something you can do without thought. So for a while, you're going to have to do it with thought. It ain't a habit. You know, you, you, you got to start it, and so it's going to take some thought. So now you have these actions, and the actions are based off the choices. And, and, the cho- and, and, and you know, here's the deal. Have you, ever known, have you ever known somebody, and we won't actually talk about us. Let's talk about people we know because that's funner, right? Let's just pretend like we ain't talking about us. But in reality, we're talking about us. Because you, you and I both know very well that there have been times that you've, you've tried to say one thing, but your actions are totally different. Well, we walk by faith. Oh, my God. We're going under. Okay? And you act a different way. Why? Well, because, you see, a lot of us, we, we want a shortcut. We want to jump from a confession all the way to an end result. But if it, does, if it isn't showing up in your, in your actions, it's because you haven't renewed your mind yet. See, Romans 12 said, don't be conformed to this world, but be, be, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove God's will to yourself, that it's good, that it's perfect, that it's uh, acceptable. You know, and, and you have to change the way you think. You have to change the way you think. And if, if, if you're not changing the way you think about things, you're not spending enough time. In the, I promise you, I promise you that not every thought that runs through your mind is ordained of God. Okay, you, you, you're going to have to grapple with these thoughts. And as a believer, you do not have the right to think anything you want. The Bible tells us how to think. It tells us what not to think. It tells us take those thoughts captive. But think on these things. And you got to get in the Word, and you got to start changing the way you think. And if you do, it'll actually change the way you feel about things. Because now you're thinking better, so now, now you begin to feel better. Right? Your emotions start getting healthy. It, it's Bible. 3 John 2, I wish, I pray above all things that you'd prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Let me tell you the prosperity you want. You want, you want prosperity in your soul. You want to think right so that you'll feel right, so that you'll choose right. Man, you, you, got, you got to get control of, of, of the way you feel. And everybody, everybody feels wrong. That's not the point. The point is having the ability to recognize when you're feeling wrong and instead of justifying it, changing it. 
Matthew 6.33, this is familiar stuff, but Matthew 6.33 says, here's what you need to aim at and strive after. Here's what you set your passion on. Here's what you're going for. However you want to put it, this is what you got to go get first. His righteousness, which is his way of doing, his way of being right. His way. Remember in Isaiah, he said, my ways aren't like your ways. You're not going to stumble onto the ways of God. Okay, you're going to have to seek, you're going to have to set yourself to seek the Lord and to understand that, hey, and don't get all religious about it. Because, you know, we start hearing words like the law, you know, well, I thought we were free from the law. The only law people want to be free from, when people argue about the law, all they want, they just don't want to have to tithe. That's the truth. We might as well be real for just a minute. And that's not even under the law. Okay, but they just use it, well, we're free from the law, just so they don't have to tithe. It's because they're stingy and they're greedy. Okay, that's okay. Let God work. If that's an area of your life that you need God to work, he'll work there. But you, you man, if, if, if we're free from the law, that means that we can just kill you and everything's going to be good. But that's not, that's not good. You know, uh, the, the, here's the deal, is that the law of gravity is a law. And, you know, as long as you're in this atmosphere, there's a protocol, okay? There's, it's a protocol. And, and if, in every environment, there's a protocol. There's a law. There, there's rules. There, there, there's, there's, there's a formula that causes things to work. Who's good with algebra? Don't be ashamed. You know, there's like nine people out there. <laughs> You know, people that are good with algebra, you know what they've learned? They've learned that no matter what the problem, if you have the formula, you stick to the formula. Okay? If you have the formula, you, it doesn't make any difference if it's a small problem or if it's a large problem. Right? You just, right? You guys are going, we don't know. We're not good. <laughs> don't, not, not, no number of people here. Here's the deal. is It's just a formula. You apply the formula. If, 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 if the problem is, is, is just, if it's that long, it, you, you apply the formula. If it's three pages long, it doesn't matter. You, you apply the formula. So here's the, here's the thing to pick up on, is that the size of your problem isn't the issue. It's the formula you're using. See, the enemy, see, we walk by faith, not by sight. The enemy wants you to look at this problem. Oh, my God. Well, what's the formula? You know, what, you, you got to seek him, his way of handling this situation. You, you got you to seek him because you don't know. I mean, think about the people who, who, who travel around with Jesus. Man, think about the people who walked with They were all in storms. Everybody that went anywhere with Jesus ended up in a storm. And remember, remember there was a storm where, uh, where, where they had to wake Jesus up. He was asleep in the bottom of the boat. And they went down, they woke him up, and he came up, and, and he spoke to it. Remember that one? Same nine people that do algebra. Okay, remember that, remember that one? Remember the one, remember the, remember the storm where they walked through it? You know, they're out in the middle of the, uh, middle of the ocean, and, and, and the waves go, on and, and they freak out because they see somebody who coming, and he's walking on the water. Remember that one? I mean, what a mess that was. They had Evan Rude. He had Reebok. He's passing them. 
And, 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 and he walks through that one. Remember the one. Remember the one where the boat broke into pieces? They lost all the cargo. Everything sank. But everybody floated. They grabbed a piece of board and floated to shore. Remember that one? So some storms he speaks to. Some storms he walks through. Some storms you float through. But wait a minute. I'm in a storm. Yeah, but you don't know what to do. You got to seek his way. Yeah, but I've been here before. See, that's what gets you in trouble, is that you think you know stuff. Jeremiah 33.3, call me, and I will answer, and I'll show you mighty things, fenced-in things, hidden things, things that you do not know. You have to understand something. There are some things you do not know. Shake your neighbor and say, it's, you're going to be okay. You know, this verse to me is amazing. Over, over the years, you know, as, as I've thought about this, and, and it's just, it always blows my mind. Call me. This is God talking to us. You got God. You got God telling you, call him, and he'll answer you. You're sitting next to people that won't answer when you call. You, you know what? You know what I did one time? I was behind a guy. He, he's a good friend of mine. I was behind him in, in, in a car. We we're going down the street. And I called him and I watched him. <laughs> it was awesome. I called him back. So I followed him. You know, I'll be honest with you. I don't answer my phone a lot. especially if I don't have you on my contact list. If it's just a number, you will leave a message. And there's still a pretty good chance. You know, I, I'm just being honest with you. You know, uh, you might have to leave some messages. But God said, call me. I'll answer and I'll show you things that are fenced in. There are some things that are not just laid out where you're going to stumble upon them. There are things, there are things that are hidden. Why? Because they're valuable. Here's a protocol. He said, seek and keep on seeking, and you'll find it. Ask, keep on asking, and you'll receive. Knock, and you just keep on knocking, and the door will open. But if you come half-hearted, you say, well, hey, all the responsibility's on God. He's in charge. I guess if he wants me position to win. He'll make that happen. And if not, oh well. Let me tell you what that, that's the protocol for failure. Why, why, why would God let bad things happen to good people? Well, he gave us the answer in his word. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. 
In the, in the book of Luke, he said, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm you. But there's a protocol to authority. There's a protocol. There, there's a way things work. Okay? There's a way things work. Everything that's happening, everything that's happening, everything that's ever been created, everything that's going on, everything has a purpose. Okay, you need to understand this, and I hope that you're writing down some stuff today. And, and, and I just want to give you several little points, right, and, and just roll through this, and, and then uh, maybe, maybe we'll hammer it again later and, and break it down in greater detail. But you, if you can get this, man, you can get some revelation. Everything has a purpose. Look at your neighbor and tell them everything has a purpose. Come on, look the other way and act like you care about them. Tell them everything has a purpose. TJ was mentioning the fact that the same word for Hallowed and, this, and, and cursed. It's the same word that's used for hallowed and for cursed. Okay, whether a thing is, is hallowed, which means holy, uh, you know, anointed, uh, blessed. If it's, if the, it's the hallowed thing. You know, the, the things that belong to God, they are the hallowed thing. The tithe is a hallowed thing. But, but it can also be accursed. Okay, so the thing, it's like, is, is, this, is this hallowed? Is this blessed? Or is this cursed? I don't know. Depends on how you handle it. Because here's how you determine whether a thing is going to produce life or death. Depends on how you handle it. Hey, this situation you're in, is this going to be good for you? Well, it depends on how you handle it. Now, we know, according to Romans 8.28, we know this, that all things work together for good for those who love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. So everything, everything created has a purpose. You've you got to understand the purpose of the thing. See, you, if you don't, here's number two. Okay, number one, everything has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. Number two is that if you don't understand the purpose of a thing, eventually you will abuse the thing. You need to understand the purpose of a thing. If you don't understand the purpose of a thing, you will eventually abuse the thing. You can't help it. Abuse is just two words put together to make one word, abnormal use. Anytime you use a thing for a purpose other than the purpose for which the thing was created, you are abusing the thing. Say that again. Anytime you use a thing for any purpose other than the thing for which the thing was created, you are abusing that thing. It's like, it's like if, if, if I didn't know the purpose of a microphone, if no one had ever, you know, you can change the world with a microphone. You, you know, you get into this environment and you use the microphone, you can speak into the microphone and talk to hundreds of people, thousands of people all at one time. You know, but if you didn't understand the purpose, if I didn't understand the purpose of a microphone, I might grab it on any given occasion. I might use it to hang pictures. Why? Right, well, it's got a little bit of weight to it. It's, you know, it, it, it'd be used for that. You know, it, you, what would that be doing? That would be abusing the thing. It's an abnormal use. See, everything, everything has a purpose. And you need to go to God and understand the purpose of the thing. You need to understand the purpose of a thing because if you don't understand the purpose of the thing, then things will be coming into your life. You'll end up abusing those things. There are some things that have not been released to you. Why? Because you wouldn't know the purpose of the thing. And if you didn't know the purpose of the thing, you'd end up abusing the thing. Everything has a purpose. Hey, I'm getting married. I got myself a wife. Well, do you understand the purpose of a wife? Somebody just lost their lunch right there. Here's the deal. is If you don't understand the purpose of a wife, eventually you will abuse the wife. Hey, we're having our first baby. Do you understand the purpose of children? Because if you don't understand the purpose of children, it won't be long until you abuse the child. I got a pay raise, man, making some real money. Do you understand the purpose of money? 
Because if you don't, it won't be long until you abuse your money. Hey, I got a surgery. They gave me pain meds. Do you understand the purpose of pain meds? Because if you don't understand the purpose of pain meds, it won't be long until you abuse those things. How is there so much abuse in the world? Well, because people don't understand their purpose. Which brings us to point number three that you need to write down, that you never ask a thing the purpose of the thing. You never find the purpose of a thing by looking into the thing. You can't get the thing. You, you know, you, okay, here's the deal. I'll just give you number four real quick. The, the, you have to go to the creator of the thing to find the purpose of the thing. So you never ask a thing the purpose of the thing. You go to the one who made the thing to ask them the purpose of the thing. Why did you make this? Why would you go to the manufacturer? Because they can say, well, this is the purpose for which we've made this. And by the way, this is how it functions. This is how it operates. This is, this is what you're going to do if you want it to operate. Matter of fact, several things that you have within your power, in your possession, you have things in your possession right now. You have things in your possession right now that you're not absolutely sure how it works. You know, you, 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 we have things, for example, we, we have things in the back there at the board. There, there are things back there that have tremendous, tremendous technology. Your cell phone has tremendous technology in it. And it can do things that you've never even dreamt of. And, but until you know that, you can't use it for that. You never, you know, so there's potential that's this laying there. There's potential in this equipment that we should tap into. Matter of fact, if we are going to be great stewards, if we're going to be great stewards before you upgrade to the next thing, maybe you ought to make sure that you have tapped into the potential of the current thing. Oh, that was really, really good. Somebody, somebody needs that. You know, because God is the ultimate steward. He's not a waster. And so he puts things in your possession, and there's things, that, there's things that in your possession that, uh, uh, man. Well, here, check it out. In, in the book of Ezra, chapter 8, verse 21, I think it is. 8.21, yeah? Uh, he said, hey, we, we call a fast that we might humble ourselves before God and seek from him the right way for us, the right way for our kids, and the right way for all our possessions. See, how I many you know there's a right way for you? There's a right way for you. You got to seek him to find it. There's a right way for your children. And, and you might be thinking, well, they're on their own. <laughs> uh, how much time do I have? I, I have? I have time for this. Check it out. Man, man, you want to learn something? Man, the male, the male. Okay, man, and, and, and it's the order. And, and by the way, if, if, if you're female and you get upset because, well, man, it's, you, you know, what's all the stuff about the man? Don't be, don't be dissing your role as a female. Matter of fact, most of the definitions of a female are equivalent to the definitions of the Holy Spirit. Seriously. You know, and, and, but everybody has a role. There is a protocol. See, we want healthy families, but see, there's a way, there, there's a way that God intends for man to treat a woman. There's a way that God intends a woman to respond to a man. There is a way that God intends a mom and a dad to parent their children. There is a way that God intends the children to, to honor and respect and obey their parents. There is a way, and, and we want God's outcome, but we don't want to do life God's way. See, Abba, Father. Here's what's crazy. Is uh, Abba. 
God, that's God's name, Abba. And he gave it to, to man, Ab. Ab is, is, is the Hebrew word for father. And see, you're not a father because you can produce offspring. You're a father because you can sustain it. See, because there's two meanings in the word Ab, and it's the source and the upholder. See, he's Abba Father because he, he, he's my covering and he's my strength and he's my savior and he's my healer and he's my provider. He's Abba Father because he, he makes a way where there was no way. He steps in and that's why we call him Abba Father. And let me tell you something, Daddy. There's a right way for your offspring. And if you can't sustain them, you shouldn't have had them. And let me tell you something, young lady. Uh, don't clap because there's, I'm going to get an email. Go ahead and send it. I don't read that either. But uh, <laughs> you, 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 you in pursuit of that dude, he's, he's fine. He's fine. Like he, he, he's a stud, which means he should be in a tire in North Dakota. But anyways, uh, he, he's got his stuff together. If he can't provide for you, leave him alone. I'm just telling you. There's a right way for us, and there's a right way for our offspring. Which, which, by the way, God only went to the dirt one time. And he made man. And when, when, when he needed to bring woman onto the scene, he didn't go back to the dirt. He went to man. So woman is actually man's first offspring. The Bible says that Woman came out of man. Man, you got a big role. You need to know the right way for you, the right way for your offspring, and the right way for your possessions. There are things in your possession that you need to understand the purpose of it. And you never understand the purpose of a thing by going to the thing. You go to the manufacturer of the thing to understand the purpose of a thing. And once you understand the purpose of a thing, then you'll know the function of that thing. And you will understand how to use that thing. There's a way to use it. And then there's a, there, and it's effective. But there are other, there's a thousand things you could do with it that would be ineffective. And we watch people all the time who have cast off all restraint. They, have, they, they do not know where they're going in life. They're, 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 they're crazy. They are living, they're living lives that are never going to produce God results. They got a Jesus t-shirt and a, and a smiley face bumper sticker, but they're still defeated. I'm not talking about your, you know, hey, the person Jesus handles your, your, your victory for eternity, but the teachings of Jesus are what prepare you for victory on earth. Okay? And, and, and you got to do life God's way. If you're not going to do life God's way, you're not going to get God's results. And it's crazy how many frustrated Christians are expecting God to break his rules because they don't want to live by them. Which brings us to the point that you got to hear God. You got to trust God. Man, you know, I love what David said in Psalms 119. All this, it, it, read it in Amplified. And you know, it's a big old honking long song. But you read it in all, all through the thing. He says, I hear it, I receive it, I love it, and I obey it. He's talking about his word. I hear it, I receive it, I love it, and I obey it. And there, there's a protocol. Man, you got to hear it. You got to hear it. It's amazing how many people want to get in a prayer line and pray, but they don't want anybody to tell them anything. Well, information is the key to change. 
See, without, without a new piece of information, you're not going to change anything. And that's why we go to the Word of God, so that we can hear it, so that we can get a key that will open a door that's been locked our entire life. So we can get through, so, so we can get through in places that, that maybe no one in your family has ever been able to achieve before. Maybe it's always been poverty, 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 poverty. Now here's you. How about you receive from God and open the door to prosperity? But you're going to have to be able to think a new thought. You're going to have to be able to receive and strike. You've got to hear it, and you've got to receive it. You've got to receive it. You've got to say, okay, God's talking to me. I'm going to apply this to me. I'm not going to figure out how to use this to beat somebody up with it. No, I'm, I'm going to apply this to me. Now, I'm going to apply this to me because it, I need to change the way I think so it'll end up changing the way I feel because I, I feel rejected. I feel depressed. I, I, I feel unwanted. Now, I, I, got to think, I got to think differently because the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of the universe created me with a purpose. He created me with a purpose. I have a purpose. There's a purpose for my life. Where am I going to find that purpose? Not from talking to the other things. I got to go to the creator of the thing. I got to tap into God and I got to hear it and I got to receive it. Man, I'll tell you, you do that all of a sudden. You end up in a, in, a, in a relationship with the word of God that's different than anything you've ever had before. You end up doing things. I wish I could tell you. I, I, I wish I could tell you that everything in my life is perfect. It is not. But I love the Word of God. Because the Word of God will bring insight, revelation, understanding to places where I've struggled. And, and I can receive it, and I, I, and I can obey it. Man, I just take that step, and I can just do what He says, because when I do what He says, He produces what He promised every single time. Every time. There's a protocol. There's a protocol. Man, I, there's a purpose for your life. There's a purpose for your life. There's a purpose. There's a purpose. There's a purpose for the anointing. There's a purpose for the anointing. It's not to give you goosebumps. However, that is really cool. There's a you know, you know, I really liked it one day. They brought they brought a guy that was his first time church and they introduced him to me and, and we're standing there talking and say, hey man, what do you think? And he said, man, there was this moment where I wanted to just run out of here. He said, you know, it was early in the service. I just wanted to get out of here, but something in me said, just, just hang out, just hang out. So I'm just standing there and he goes, and then you know that vibrating thing? And I said, what? He said, you know that vibrating thing? He said, it started kind of up at the top, back of my head in the top and then it started going down my spine. It was that vibrating thing. It was warm and it was vibrating. It was going down. And he said, it really freaked me out. But the longer I stood there, the better I felt. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, I know that. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I think that's cool. And so there's some functions. There's some things happening there. There's some byproduct. But see, but the purpose of the anointing isn't to make you feel something. The purpose of the anointing, according to the Word of God, is to remove burdens and destroy yokes. Right? That's the purpose. That's the purpose. Well, but wait a minute. But, but how does it function? Well, you have to, you have to understand something. You've got to go to the Word of God, and you've got to seek Him. Because see, the, see with that, the, the, the mind wants to say, okay, so let's release the anointing here so He can just destroy all these yokes. Because a yoke that is destroyed is not broken. It's destroyed. Something that's broken can be repaired. That which is destroyed is ruined. 
God, get this, God wants the yoke of bondage that's been on your life, on your family, maybe for generations. God wants to ruin it. Well, check it out. Well, so hit me with that anointing. Well, the word there for anointing is fatness. So he said the anointing will cause the inner man to grow. And the yoke won't fit no more. You get so large that what used to control you, they can't even put on you. No, I don't think you're getting it. But God wants to grow you up. So what used to hold you back don't even fit around your neck no more. See, that's why we show up to grow up. Because we need to learn something so we can think different. See, you think that that freedom's going to come because somebody put oil on your head. Man, I love this stuff. I love the altar. I love revival. We're going to do it the first three Sundays of the year, every Sunday night. The, the first, the eighth, the 15th, we're doing revival service. Okay, love this stuff. But the bondage isn't destroyed because of oil. It's destroyed, it's ruined because you outgrow it. God wants you to outgrow the thing that's been wreaking havoc in your family for generations. You know that depression? Outgrow it. You you know that sorrow? Outgrow it. You know that bitterness? Outgrow it. You don't have to live broken. Outgrow it. You 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 don't have to live in poverty. Outgrow it. Outgrow it. Why? Because God has brought the anointing to elevate your status so that what used to hold you down no longer can, can, can touch you. See, everything has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. If you don't understand the purpose, though, you'll abuse it. You, you'll, you'll, you'll just think that it's all about getting a fuzzy and, and having a couple goosebumps, and you think, well, we just tap into the anointing. No, you don't tap into the anointing until you grow up. So you, you can handle you can you can handle briquettes without ever being touched by the fire. What we want to do is get up on the altar and be consumed by the fire. We want God to do a work in us so that we can achieve our purpose. I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute. Some of you guys, you're in this place and you you have attempted living life your way, and today God's going to elevate your status because he, He's going to give you this amazing opportunity. We're all going to pray a prayer together. And it's an amazing opportunity to to connect to the Creator. Maybe you've never, ever prayed what we might call the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've prayed it a hundred times. That's not the point. Here's the point today. Do you need to connect to to the Creator? Do you need to go to the manufacturer and say, Okay, I'm tired of abusing the life you've given me. And I want to know the purpose. I want to fulfill the purpose. I'm ready, Lord, to to function under the purpose for which you've created me. And so I embrace you. I submit to you today. If that's you, while nobody's looking around, hold your hand up so I can agree with you in prayer. Just say, I'm making that my prayer. Thank you, 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 thank you.
Come on, somebody, celebrate today. God's changing lives. I, I want everybody in this place to pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody. Give God a big shout.